0: Welcome to the Fanspeak Network. I'm your host, Megan Chow. You can follow me on Twitter at Megzo8DFS. And today we are talking best ball. And I'm joined by my brother, Steve. You can follow him on Twitter at speak. Steve, you ready to talk some best ball today?
1: always love best ball. It's, it's uh, just become my favorite thing to wake up every day and do a couple puppies.
0: <laughs> That's right. And when Steve says puppies, he's talking about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy has... A lot of great tournaments. They've got the Best Ball Mania 3, where you can win a top prize of, what, $2 million, I believe. Um, Right now, they have a smaller price point tournament, um, the Puppy, um, for a $5 entry. What's the top prize on that, Steve?
1: I believe it's $200K for this one.
0: Okay. So $5, chance at $200K. Um, But Underdog Fancy is a great place to do your best ball drafts, and best part is, You use code FANSPEAK, all caps, code FANSPEAK, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. So be sure to check it out. But that's why we're talking about Best Ball today, because it is just such a growing type of fantasy. I mean, it's literally like that emoji, Steve, like the sky rocket, you know, rocket ship emoji. I just think it's going to the moon, um, as as they like to say. And and so I just think each year it's going to grow more and more. And right now it's kind of in that stage where, you know, you have some friends and family who are interested. interested in it, but, you know, maybe a little intimidated because they don't know all the ins and outs about it. So that's kind of what we want to do today is kind of give an intro to best ball. If you're thinking about it, this is kind of what it's all about and kind of the benefits of it. And then also some quick strategies. So when you're jumping into these drafts, you feel pretty comfortable. So Steve, first, just give me kind of like that high level view of what is best ball for somebody who doesn't know to quickly understand.
1: Well, the first thing for best ball is you go to underdogfantasy.com, type in fanspeak as your code, and you are in the best uh, best ball structure there is. I mean, underdog is just absolutely killing it with their their structure. And the way they run their half-point PPR format, And you have 18 rounds. And that seems intimidating to people because typically you're drafting maybe 14, 15, 16 rounds depending on your home league. Um, But the way it works is... You get the best possible score possible. There's no roster management. There's no uh, whether it's fab budgets or waiver wire pickups. There's no trades. Um, there's no worrying about um, if I play player X versus player Y and player Y outscores player X. I made the wrong call. Right. It is after the fact. So if you have two quarterbacks, you have you know Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers, and for some reason Justin Herbert only gets 15 points and Aaron Rodgers puts up 25. Aaron Rodgers will be in your final lineup that week. So, um, and of course, that's the same with every position. And and the way it works on underdog and and other uh, sites have similar structures is you start every week, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one flex position, which can be a running back, wide receiver, tight end, and one tight end. There's no kickers, no defenses, and you get your best lineup possible from your 18 rounds on underdog.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of benefits there because I've never been a fan of the waiver wire and I always hated when, again, you said you play your player X and player Y's on your bench and goes off for 35 points or something like that. I mean, how infuriating is that? Infuriating is that? You don't have to worry about it with best ball. It's set and forget it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it also protects you from those weeks where you have a running back who gets injured early in the game or, or another position and, you know, you're just you have that dead score in there you have you know um christian mccaffrey at only five points because he went out or saquon barkley at five six points because he went out well now your backup running back uh who got 10 or 12 whatever is now automatically inserted in there and putting you in a much better position overall
0: yeah, that's a great point too. Protection against against that, there just really are a lot of benefits, and it is just a growing type of fantasy. It is so much fun. We are clearly—I mean, you and I both played a little bit last year, but we are just having a ball a ball with it this summer for sure. Um, okay, now let's talk a little bit about kind of some base level strategies. So, if people are getting started for the first time. You know they feel comfortable they feel like they're not going in blind let's give give me a couple um of your basic kind of strategy points
1: so again looking at the underdog format you have 18 rounds um and the way i look at it i think at a minimum a minimum you should be drafting two quarterbacks four running backs uh six receivers and two tight ends so if you add that up that's 14 of your 18 picks uh, so that gives you four more picks to put where you feel you need it the most. I typically like having a third quarterback, even if I do start strong with the Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. just because if you miss out on a quarterback week, their scoring is just so much higher that you even want that floor play. Even if it's a Ryan Tannehill giving you 12 points um, to replace, say, a bye week, and and some other quarterback just really struggling or being injured, you need that. Um but you don't have to have a third quarterback. Uh, But those four other other spots, I think, um, should typically go in the running back receiver area just because you are starting multiple of those guys. Um, So I like to have typically more three quarterbacks, five running backs, seven, maybe eight wide receivers, and then two or three tight ends is kind of the way I look at it um, as kind of the, the optimal. Way to go, but a lot can depend on how strong you are at each position. If you get a lot of running backs early, maybe you can get by with just four. Right. Um, if or if you if you wait on running backs, kind of go a zero running back strategy, you might need to have six just so you're having enough bodies mixing in there and getting those right. those uh, high variance scores um same with the receivers if you draft a bunch of three receivers with the top three picks well you're hoping those guys are in your lineup pretty much every week that they're available right Uh, so maybe you can get by just six um, right and and put more guys in other positions so a lot can depend on that but you do want to have enough coverage to make sure that uh there's no one area you you never want to take a zero obviously right and and that leads us into the next thing where Buys do matter some in best ball. Not not that you need to be totally afraid of bye weeks. Um, but I think by position you you probably want to have no more than two uh, maybe wide receiver if you're taking like eight of them you could have three uh, three bye weeks uh, on the same thing just because you're you're hurting yourself if you know if you take six uh six wide receivers I'm sorry, seven wide receivers and you have three bye weeks and you need those four guys to essentially Mm -hmm. be wide and playing for the flex. And that just, you know, one of those guys has a dud week or gets banged up. You could be you could be hurting there. So um, don't be afraid of bye weeks and also don't be afraid of uh, like multi positional bye weeks. Like, say, two running backs, two receivers and a tight end. You're still probably fine there. Um, but it's when you overload buys at a certain position that you could run more of a risk of uh, having lower scores than you want.
0: Right. Um, One great point that you mentioned that I want to kind of reiterate is, you know, it kind of depends on the draft strategy that you use and which also could depend on what pick you're given because, um, you know, sometimes with your home league, you know, your pick given, you know, well in advance. With this, when you join the league, you know, you join a, a, a league or a, a tournament, which will be still you'll be in a twelve person league. You won't know until the league starts until what your pick position is, right? Correct.
1: Yeah. You you get like a minute before the, the league starts. Right. I mean, once, once the league's filled, that's when
0: you that's you know. That's when you know what your pick position is. And that could kind of then depend what your tor- what your, you know, particular strategy, draft strategy is in that particular draft and whatever draft strategy you have could, like you, you pointed out, I think that was an excellent point to just kind of reiterate your draft strategy then may affect how many of each position. I think it was very good to say kind of what those minimums should be, but you know, then what, depending on who you draft early could depend on how many, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about, you know, team stacking. Uh you know, I know that has been talked about a lot this this summer um about, you know, stacking or even game stacking for tournaments later in the season. But, you know, how do you look at, at you don't want to force it, but you know, if you are high on particular teams and and want to get a lot of their touchdown equity or stacking a quarterback and their receiver or receivers, how do you look at stacking?
1: So I think there there is a little bit of a difference between the the uh overall leagues and the tournaments and just to go into that for a second here sure the overall leagues you are playing it can be up to 12 people some are lower like six or ten um so you're playing against that many other people and it goes you get the best lineup week one through week uh 17. that's where it cuts off so um you're you're facing you know, you're, you're facing the people in your league. It's not head-to-head matchups. You're getting the most points every week, mm. which does have some issues because you're not dodging Travis Kelsey like you might mm. in a home league where you're hoping the one week you face Travis Kelsey, he doesn't have a good week. Every week, Travis Kelsey puts up 25, 30 points. You're facing that. So your tight ends need a matchup, and hopefully you got two or three that can, can get a combined score. Uh, same with quarterbacks. Like, you know, the idea of waiting on quarterback, um, you know, uh, late round quarterback in your home managed league because you're streaming, that just doesn't fly. You're, you're facing Josh Allen, you're facing Patrick Mahomes, you're facing Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson every single week. So the weeks that they go off, you know, you might, if you're in a 12-team league and a bunch of the top quarterbacks go off, you might have the eighth in, in the league in quarterback points and you know so that's going to be a lot you need to make up another spot so just keep that in mind um with the way the tournaments work on underdog is it goes the first 14 weeks are like that uh where you're facing the people in your 12 team league every week and then the top two finishers go into the tournament and then there's a week 15 a week 16 and then the final week 17. so depending on which tournament it is the structure can be slightly different Um, But the weeks 15 and 16 essentially get put into another league. The size varies depending on, again, what tournament, and you need to win that. And then if if you make it to week 17, then all the final remaining teams face off. Uh, For the big best ball mini, it's about 470 teams. Um, So, you know, that's also important to remember is the money is in those weeks. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second, Um, just with stacking. But... I just wanted to give a basic structure no, that's good the difference between the regular and the tournaments um right that's important as for stacking as for stacking uh, stacking is definitely more important in tournaments just because you're um those key playoff weeks you need to keep advancing and most of the money is in the final week so um if you want to hit a stack if you can it's gonna it's gonna really pay off but um stacking can still be valuable in through those first 14 weeks of course, and um, if it if you're in just a regular uh, best ball league that goes all 17 weeks, um, particularly if you're stacking good teams, um, you know if you get that Josh Allen, um, Stefan Diggs stack, you're you're in a good spot. You get Kelsey and Mahomes, yeah, you're in a great spot. Um, I think the di- the other difference between the regular leagues and the tournaments is. Regular leagues, I don't think you need to overstack as much. If you get one guy, one key guy with your quarterback, you're probably in a good spot. If you're in a tournament, you might want to get two guys. You, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, the thought can be to get as many guys from an offense as possible, and there's some value there. But um, but you know, a lot of those guys in those tournament weeks are going to be kind of giving you not zeros, but but probably not in your final lineup because they're just not producing enough. Um but in a tournament, it is okay to get like two guys with your quarterback, especially your top two quarterbacks. <clears throat> I think that's probably the ideal way to go um, if you can. but I do think that you don't want to stack to the point where it hinders your overall upside and right. um, that that I think is key as well. and and also certain teams are much more stackable than others. Um, it, again, if we're talking, say, uh, a team like the Eagles, where Jalen Hurts is going to get a lot of his fantasy points on the ground, stacking him isn't nearly as valuable as say, stacking with uh,
0: pocket passer. With, type, yeah, yeah, the
1: Vikings or the Buccaneers, but mm-hmm. those quarterbacks are getting their points through the air. So right. if, having that that Kirk Cousins with uh, Jefferson and Thielen stack, or Brady with uh, Evans and Gage, you know, is just going to be much more valuable than getting Hurts with. Goddard and Devonta Smith,
0: right. And you make a good point, And this is just to reiterate the the, the beauty of baseball is your. And it sounds obvious but you're always just looking for upside because again they're going to fill in the highest scores for you so you're really looking for those upside plays you know in daily fantasy sometimes you're kind of really you know keeping in mind like the floor plays and that kind of you are looking for upside in best ball um so are there any other kind of strat specific strategies that you want people to keep in mind so-
1: so one other thing, and, and I think this can be applicable to both, but there are teams where you can look at where um, while stacking a quarterback and a running back doesn't always make sense, even especially if it's not like a like Christian McCaffrey-type running back or an Alvin Kamara if he's not suspended. Um, but if you can capture all the – again, this is half-point PPR. There's no bonuses for yardage or anything like that. So – touchdowns are key so if you get a situation where you can get pretty much all the touchdowns in the offense a good example is the Cowboys you mm-hmm. get Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott even if you don't get C. D. Lamb even if you don't get uh, Dalton Schultz I mean maybe you can later get like a Jalen Tolbert who's flying up draft boards now with the mm-hmm. injury and, and uh, Michael Gallup um, questionable to start the year um you know, you're, you're probably good there because you're getting all, pretty much all of Dallas's touchdowns. I mean, Tony, right. Tony Pollard might run for a couple, but you're being the team that scored the most touchdowns last year, all their touchdowns. Same with like Fournette with Brady,
0: yep.
1: um, things like that. Like Fournette will catch some, but the idea is we're just getting all of this top end offense. Now, again, keep in mind the offense. If it's you don't need to do that if it's, you know, the Steelers and getting Najee Harris and Mitch Trubisky or right. the Jets. Like, if you take Breesie Hall, you don't need to get Zach Wilson. Like, that that's not going to correlate near the same. So right. um, keep in mind, that works with great offenses and especially offenses where, you know, like one running back particularly is going to get the touchdown work. Um, where, you know, like... Packers are a little different. I mean, Aaron Jones probably does correlate with Aaron Rodgers, but, Mm -hmm. you know, AJ Dillon's going to get a lot of touchdowns also. So it's it's a little harder to do for a team like that.
0: Right. Well, before we go, I also want to talk about just so people, you know, when they go on to kind of like the format, and we, we don't have the screen share up right now, but, you know, when you go on underdog and you put in the code fanspeak and you're all set to go, again, you can, you know, they'll kind of have the tournaments featured up top, but you know, you go to NFL and and again, they have leagues you can pick from. So you can get in some of those leagues that Steve was talking about if you wanna if you feel more comfortable and wanna, you know, put some allocation there. You can even set up your own private league um with friends. And then the tournaments are up top and they kind of, you know, rotate. I mean, the best ball mania three I think will be going on for a while because that's their marquee tournament, but they will can. You know, keep releasing some of these other type tournaments at different price points. So those are things you can look out for. And those are what is the max entry for people that if they wanted to just keep entering on those tournaments?
1: For the the big ones, the BBM three and the puppy, it is one hundred and fifty.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, and um, go ahead, what sorry. I
1: would keep in mind for newer people is. You can do a fast draft and a slow draft. That was the other question. I would right? recommend starting the slow draft. It's an eight hour clock. There's, it turns off at night. So you need to keep checking it throughout the day. You can obviously set up notifications on your phone, on your computer, whatnot, but it's just good to get your feet wet. The fast drafts are fun. Um, they're, you know, maybe there's some extra advantage because people make mistakes or something along that nature. Uh, people don't get to think through their picks as much, but you only have 30 seconds once you get on the clock. so. Um, You can queue up players and things of that nature, but you do have to, you probably want some experience with the user interface before you do that. Uh, If I would do a fast draft, I would do a cheap, uh, full, long, uh, like $3.00 season long one first just to get my feet wet with the fast right. drafts anyways um right first-
0: so that, that way you can get used to the interface because like yeah. like you said we we did a, a league with our with our cousins and we asked some questions because we were doing a slow draft and we were able to answer questions okay how do we look at our rosters and you know you click your name up top so it just like you said gets you used to the interface to check the bye weeks that kind of stuff so i think that is a good great advice to you know, do a slow draft first do you know a fast draft that's like cheap so that you're getting like really comfortable with the interface before you start firing at you know the the bvm3 or even you know the puppy or the bigger tournaments um it's, it's funny i think a lot of people it depends on their personality because you're my brother and I know you so well. I know that you're methodical and you would like a slow draft because you know me so well, you know, I'm impatient and I love a fast draft. So yeah. it's just a lot of depends on your personality. I like a fast draft because I do like the the kind of yeah, excitement no. of it and um, the thinking on my feet. And it, I feel like if I'm prepared, maybe I will have an edge against people who aren't as quite as prepared. But then Believe me, there have been plenty of fast drafts I've done where I've been like, whoops, I maybe made a couple of mistakes because you are on the clock. You have 30 seconds then. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I will say is uh, fast drafts are nice because it's, you know, you can get that done in about 40 minutes and right. that you're done. You, again, the beauty of best ball, you don't have to touch that team. You can hopefully keep checking your winnings throughout the season and how right. well you're doing. But right. you're done from, from now until. The end of week 17 when you see if how you how much money you've won. So hopefully you're having sweats
0: that, then. Yeah. You know,
1: that's what's great about best ball is you're done forty-five minutes. You're done for the rest of that year. It's
0: literally um, set it and forget it. Yeah. But not forget it. Keep checking like on your winnings and how you're doing, which is super fun each week then too so um but yeah no maintenance no it's the the lowest maintenance type of fantasy it's all the strategy up front so you know Mm. be sure to read more articles watch more videos about best ball too steve has written um some best ball articles and we have done other best ball shows and we will continue to write more articles and do best ball shows throughout the month of august so stay tuned for that steve do you have any final thoughts before we head out
1: uh just have fun with it you know if even if it seems intimidating i've just get started and um you know this is going to be the way fantasy is going um you can just get have so many leagues out there compared to managed where you're every week spending hours on the waiver wire decisions and fab budgets and um trades and things like that so this is the way of the future and uh (laughs) just have fun with it and, and learn it and have fun and grow from there
0: Absolutely. And tweet us and tell us how you're doing. And t- tweet us any questions. Again, I'm at Mags08DFS. Steve is at SteveOSpeak. And before you get out of here, be sure to like and subscribe. We are just trying to grow the FanSpeak Network. So be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Also, be sure to check out underdogfantasy.com. Use that code fanspeak, and again, get in, get your feet wet in best ball, and let us know how you're doing. So with that, we'll uh, see you next time, and good luck on your best ball drafts.